0: Hi there, and welcome to episode 118 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keys of the Writing Guy, helping people to find their voice, write human, and change the world with their words. Today is the 5th of May, and it is the 200th anniversary of the death of Napoleon Bonaparte, Napoleon Ier, who was um, obviously. <laughs> Uh, a rather famous personage, historical personage, a brilliant military general who saved the French revolution and and laid the foundations of of the modern french state and Two hundred years ago in eighteen twenty one on the fifth of May, uh, he finally gave out um, having been cast into exile by the uh, the British on the island of St Helena in the middle of the Atlantic and he was 51. And um, I just want to, uh, I mean, the, you know, there are a lot of, uh, as you might expect on this sort of anniversary, there are a lot of uh, very different comments about his, uh, his legacy. And um, one that people are focusing on is the fact, which I didn't know actually, is the fact that he reintroduced slavery um on the on the Caribbean islands that the French had colonized uh, which I didn't realize um but obviously from his perspective it was uh for the greater glory of um of the French empire and uh, and and for their kudos and wealth and power um I'm not condoning that but uh, uh, you know that's that's the historical context and obviously uh, much has changed since then um but le petit caporal, the little corporal, because he he stood only at one meter 68, Uh, not that I'm a great one to speak, I'm only a couple of inches taller than that, Uh, but he was a wee man he was a wee man and um, but he had, uh, obviously he was a brilliant strategist and a visionary, but I just want to spend a couple of minutes really on his use of language. Uh, He was aware um, not only of the power of the image, uh, you know, if you, can, if you can bring to mind that amazing picture by, I think it's Jacques-Louis David, of um, him on this huge horse crossing the St. Bernard Pass. The horse is rearing up and it's a very triumphal, um, majestic painting. Uh, the fact of the matter is he actually cro- crossed crossed on a mule rather than the great war horse or steed. Uh, but so he had very much an eye on the public image um, and great use of language, which I just want to spend a couple of uh, a couple of minutes on. So a year before he before he died, and, and within the language um you know he used a lot of metaphor. Um metaphor comes from the Greek metaphorane means to transfer. So a metaphor is a figure of speech um, that uses a word or a phrase to apply to an object that it doesn't literally apply to in order to imply some kind of resemblance. So, you know, he said, for instance, um, to Montolon, his secretary, uh, before he died, there is no more oil in the lamp that's a metaphor because obviously it doesn't literally mean uh that there's no more oil in the lamp it's it's, it's an analogy to the fact that uh, his life force is is running low is being depleted um some other uh, some other examples of interesting language very famous one he once said an army marches on its stomach again you know um yeah, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with with metaphors, but you know that's another one. Obviously, an army doesn't literally march on its stomach; that would make no sense at all. What he means is that um, you know an army well-fed marches well, and conversely, an army that is hungry marches badly. Um, interestingly, he said as well, which is very sort of um, rather Neville Goddard-ish, if you. are Familiar with with that visionary, but he said, "Imagination rules the world." So he was uh, an imaginary and a visionary, and um, you know, obviously, an incredible uh, an incredible personality and character. Uh, what else? I'm just looking at um, a website talking about his famous quotes. He was quite cheeky as well, um, you know. Uh, he said, never interrupt your enemy when he is making a mistake, <laughs> which I I love. Just, just what you can imagine him from some elevated ridge watching an enemy, you know, committing a fatal mistake and gloating. He also said, history is a set of lies agreed upon. Uh, and then related to that, what is history but a fable agreed upon? Uh, so that sort of suggests to me he was very alert to the power of story as well. So we've got metaphor, strong use of language, um, a, a, sen, a, sen, a kind of wry sense of humour as well, um, and, some, and some deep wisdom as you might expect of somebody who'd achieved so much in his life. So I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, yeah, just end on a kind of romantic note. Obviously, so, you know, we're. He's famous for his love affair, and eventual love affair with an eventual marriage to the Empress uh, Josephine. And allegedly, Josephine was the last word on his lips before he expired. Um, although she had died, uh, she had died, I think, 11 years previously. So he lived on. Um, uh, although he had had married somebody else called Marie-Louise, Duchess of Parma. Uh, But I think I'm right in saying that his real love was the Empress Josephine. And uh, her name was the one that uh, was the last word he ever uttered, allegedly. So let's leave it there for now. Um, Celebrating, or maybe I should say remembering, the life of an amazing man, uh, whether you uh, agreed with his political and military views or not. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 119. Bye now.